the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Morning, everybody. It's a Saturday. I'm Peter Boyles. Radio Free Denver, Saturday morning, 710 KNUS. Uh, it goes like this, 42, clearing skies, 20 tonight, 48 tomorrow. Any other morning, and I lot, lots of things are on our plates and a great guest on hold. Why would we not be talking about Denver streets? I mean, it's amazing. They're tank traps. They're, it's, the, uh, it's the Burma Road. It's, it's a buckboard. Now, this is a city that spends enormous amounts of money on illegal immigrants, spends enormous amounts of money on drug addicts that are called the homeless or the, un- the unhoused. You haven't been able to get out of your driveway. It's absolutely horrible. It's wrecking cars and trucks. Oh, no, never mind, because we're going to take care of some people that got piped in here from Venezuela or from wherever, or some junkie that's sitting on the side of the street at Colfax and Broadway. And you are beating yourself up and your kids going to work, coming home, going to school. All right. We are going to talk about the NFL a lot of the morning this morning, 710 KNUS. And this is a real treat for me. This is Blake Olson. Blake and I have – Blake, first of all, good morning, man. I know you work a six-day week. Thanks for doing this one. And well, I, I say to you, welcome home. Well, welcome. Uh, thank you. Welcome to you. Uh, it's a Saturday, and it's an honor to be on the great Peter Boyle show. You to man. Now, Love you, man. Well, you, as well, we have been together man and boy. You have done so much sports. Uh, by the way, um, Sandy and uh, Joe Williams are going to join us at, at, on the 11 o'clock. You're going to keep, hopefully keep with you uh, this morning. I am amazed at what I watched happen. Um, here's my question to start you know, it's a it's a jump ball. Would they have stopped the Super Bowl or a championship game if that had happened in the Super Bowl? Would they have stopped the Super Bowl? That is a great question. That's why you're the Hall of Famer. Um, yes, because it was the Super Bowl. I think they would have. And here's why I said that. I mean, I that's the first time I ever heard heard that. So uh, I would say yes. Because football, whether it doesn't matter what level you're at, uh, college or the NFL or even high school, it's it's the next thing, the next game. And the Super Bowl being that it would be the last game of the season and the biggest game of the season, I think they would have if the circumstances were exactly what we saw. I think they would have delayed it and maybe played it until they found out more from Hamlet. How much that money? would be my guess. Only because here's why. Only because they have to pack that that stuff up. They have to pack all mm-hmm. the gear, all the buses, mm-hmm. and it's moving on to the next game on Sunday night. Um, in the Super Bowl, you're done. You're finished. That's what I, I thought. I would guess. Yeah. That, yeah, I would guess that's what they would do. That's a great question. No, I, 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 you know what I really failed to do was have you do a bio. Blake, talk to the audience. They hear you here on seven ten, but not in this capacity. Talk about yourself. I apologize. That's my fault. No, I mean, I don't want to bore you. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Let's see. I did my time in Texas. Great place. 
worked in Tyler, Dallas, at TV stations in Texas, covered the Dallas Cowboys for five years, and then I was blessed. And I got back to Denver, uh, back home. I grew up in Colorado, in Longmont, in northern Colorado. And uh, got back uh, to Denver, covering the Denver Broncos uh, for two different TV stations. And then uh, I was blessed again and uh, worked at Altitude Sports for 11 years, covering the Denver Nuggets and a little bit of the Colorado Avalanche. But I was a sideline reporter, studio host. A reporter, play-by-play, color commentator for Altitude Sports, and right now uh, keeping my foot in sports on the play-by-play voice for radio for uh, Northern Colorado football. So I've been in sports casting for over 30 years. It's interesting. It's really a special good morning to Tony Kovaleski from Channel Seven. Just sent us a text. Tony's listening to the show. Good morning, my man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm looking at this all week, and the good news out of Cincinnati, of course, is uh, Demar Hamlin's condition continues to improve. He's able to come off the breathing tube. He's speaking. He's breathing unassisted, but the reaction to it, and I'm you know, as I've said to you many many times, um, I am not qualified to be a sports talk host, nor do I want to be one. We got them on the air now, and they're coming up later. But I watched the reaction. Do you, th- Joe Biden, calls his family. I, I throw the BS flag at that. That was so phony. Um, I agree with that. I mean, d- thank you. I'm, the, yeah, I, 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 here's the, yeah, thank God Hamlin is okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone, everyone watching is thinking the same thing. There's not a person on planet Earth was, was oh, hoping please. for the first for Hamlin, obviously. The, the issue I have, and I think I told Stefan this on Wednesday, um, uh, it, the, the post game, the, the reaction afterwards. I think number one, the NFL should have postponed that or canceled it much earlier. That wouldn't have been difficult. Mm. They, there's no way they they were going to play that game. But the issue I had was when they they go back to the studio. I think you need ten minutes on that thing. There's nothing else well, anyone can say other than we're thinking of Hamlin. We don't know anything else. It's postponed. And and let's let's think about him. Let's hope for the best and let's pray for him. And they came back like seven, eight times. I understand it's a business. They had they had uh, commercial spots in between. Uh, with, you know. Oh, no, I, I mean everything it, that you're it, saying. It I, I, I here. Yeah. Blake Olson's here, and the Hitman and Sandy are coming up later. The Demar Hamlin, as as Blake just said, uh, the good news he's breathing on his own. This he conceivably he could be back on a field. Having said that, nobody has no person has died, and one of the sadnesses that come out are these sickos are going to blame the COVID nineteen vaccine or are going to be responsible. Listen to me: How many young men have played football since COVID hit? One guy dies, or one guy doesn't die, but he takes that hit. The only guy that ever died on the field was fifty years ago. This is a contact sport. Now, guys die in the ring. I'm a boxing fan. Uh, Benny Kidd, Peretta, Mill Griffith. Um, people die in MMA. People die in UFC. People die. Those crazy European ski racers. Automobile, bull riding. Bull, well, you know, because I, I tried that, and I realized that's insane. And But, I, I mean, I, I went to Jerome Robinson's bull riding school. Um, and, yeah. and yeah. you know, and uh, I'm a huge super bike fan. You know, the these guys can beat – they can beat Grand Prix cars the first 100 yards on a Ducati. They're on the wall of Talladega. 
you know, all this kind of stuff. This is a, I mean, you know, I was talking, uh, I think maybe Sandy and I talked about this. I talked to so many people about trying to set the show. It's a contact sport. I remember just a few years ago, uh, they were selling these CDs of the greatest hits and all this, you know, like how, how dumb, dumb, they play all this music and sh- Dick Butkus, I mean, who apparently was around oh. when the last guy died 50 years ago. Um, yeah, he was standing right over him, Chuck Hughes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Detroit Lions. Yeah. That's right. No, and, and 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 the photo is amazing. I mean, you got Buck is standing over it, and I mean he's laying there, and uh, we have no idea if he was alive at that point or not. But it's a it's a horrific photo, um, and. You know, Dick Buck is one of the greatest uh, men of all time, not to mention probably one of the top ten football players of all time. I mean, so, yeah, it it happens. I agree with you. I mean, the thing is, it happens. But you know what? uh, You could make an argument this wasn't about the contact, you you know, uh, as much as – look, I'm old enough to remember Hank Gathers in in, in the 90s, 1990. I mean, he he, he just passed out on the court, Loyola Marymount. For young younger uh, sports fans, and then uh, Reggie Lewis in '93 uh, collapsed and died. Celtics. I mean, these are well documented. I'm it shocked happens. It does. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked it doesn't happen more. No, I mean I'm not because there's a young woman. Yeah. There's a young woman. Watch, mark my words. A woman playing flag, uh, flag football. She dropped, and the anti-vaxxers are going to claim the vax. Like they're going to claim the vax did what it did to to Hamlet. This woman now turns out I did a little bit of reading to get ready, and she'd been seeing a, a, a cardiologist. Her family had been taking her to a cardiologist, and they're going to blame the vax. I mean, it's like everything else. This is this is all part of what I've now dubbed fake talk radio. But um, I, the, the all of it is—is is it conceivably about the concussions and all of these men who played the game? Who physically have been or um, have been destroyed by this game, and so they over they want to overshow how much they care. I I don't know because they want people to come to come to their games. I'm I'm puzzled about that one, Blake. I I, I am a, as well. See that's the that's what I don't like when when you sit up there. I I mean, you you have the concerned voices and the stun and the shock and the anger and everything that goes on after after the fact but however you'll take that check from ESPN or the network oh, or, please. or or the NFL uh, to to promote this game that's that's what we're doing you know and yeah. then, it, then you turn around and you put the happy face on yeah. i mean booger McFarlane turns it into he's in the studio and i get it he's angry and he he wants to turn it into what sounds like the players against the fans. Oh, you don't appreciate us. You know, that's, I mean, um, look, dude, you're making tons of money. That's it. I mean, it's, you're not a war hero. Okay. No. You're a football player. You choose, you chose to do this and it's the most, it's the toughest game in the mm. world. I played it. I know yeah. I got hit when I was a freshman in college as a walk on at Troy. And I was like, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to continue playing. <laughs> I, there's no way. Since I, 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 I would argue uh, that prize fighting, uh, MMA, UFC, the job is to do that. The, mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't know. I, sh- I don't even 
I should not even get in this conversation because now I'm just in over my head. But um, no, you're not. But no, you're, I, not. you're you're more qualified than seventy percent of the people who who cover the well, NFL. Believe me. When I'm when I'm uh, <laughs> Blake Holson's here, as I said, the hitman's coming up. Sandy's coming up, and. My premier question, my, my son, we have a thing we call the guy dinner, me, my son, and my grandson. And we were talking about it last night. And he, I mean, he loves sports. And this kid is cra- crazy about it. And, and I never say, you know, anything about whether you should or you shouldn't. But I know people, I've met former professional football players who have said to me, I don't want my son playing the game. Now, on the other hand, um, Dale Earnhardt. And I have a really good friend, David Allen. Yeah. And David was... Earnhardt's media guy and I was in Sturgis and I got to meet Junior and I have a friend that raced for for NASCAR as well he said here's the secret we would do it for free we love it so much except they pay us lots of money and I know fighters there are fighters that would get in the ring and fight I mean it's great that they pay you a lot of money and the ball players and I've always one of the movies that I've just always loved is the movie called The Wrestler, and it's mm-hmm. they call him Randy the Ram. He's really Jake the Snake Roberts, legendary Jake the Snake, and he turns around to her and he dies in the ring, but he says, "No, in there's where I live." It's a very powerful yeah. moment, you know. And I, I, the film is just yeah. spot on. So now, well, what? yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you bring up a good point. I think what I do. I look at all professional athletes, honestly, because of all these things that have happened. I mean, they're daredevils. Evil Knievel loved what he did. Oh, you know? I mean, oh, you know? I mean but there's a risk-reward here. And if you don't want to be a daredevil, then, I mean, stay you got to hit the books. you got to figure no, something stay out. Home. Stay home. Out do business, stay home. Jerome. And and, and that's, the, that's the cold part of it. Um, it's the good and the bad, you know, but – Honestly, I mean, that's there's a beauty in football. I love football. I don't like the attack on football in oh. this in this case, you know, the, the, because, I mean, it's supply and demand. I went to a bull run school. A guy was an 11-time national finalist by the name of Jerome Robinson, who we just lost this year. And right. before I, you know, I read about Jerome, and then I met him, and he was David's guy and Flash's guy. And, and they said, they t- so I'll tell you a story about this guy. And I'm going, okay. And they said, he's in a salt palace in Salt Lake, Utah. And the bull, I remember the name. The name of the bull was Red One, who had become Bull of the Year. And hmm. the, and he got, the bull got Jerome down in, in, in the buck and shoot and trying to lay his horn on Jerome's throat and kill him. And they, they pulled the gate and they hot-shotted the bull and he jumped over Jerome. Jerome stands up and says, bring that SOB back around. They brought him, no, no, ser- no, serious story, serious story. They bring, wow. they bring him back around, put him back in the chute, and Jerome rides him for the money. Wow. Now, now yeah. and those you guys, yeah. I mean, yeah. And you know what? I think it's the, uh, you, you can use that in 2023. There's nothing wrong with it, and there's nothing wrong with bull riding. I love every second oh, of yeah. it. And it, should, and it should continue. I mean, I, I'm not going to attack the sport of bull riding. Because people die. I mean, uh, it's it's a great life for a lot of people, for most people. Well, they love it. I mean, they yeah, absolutely, exactly. you know, um, what's the great line? Loves that damned old rodeo more than he loves me someday soon. I'm going with him. And, yeah. And that's, if yeah. you're around those guys, 
and they respect the bulls. I know the stock show is about to begin and all the animal rights protesters, but I mean, if they weren't, if they weren't, as as Jerome used to say, they work eight seconds, then they smell diesel for about four days till they go to the next job. But (laughs) hey, I said, you know, if they weren't doing that, they'd be hamburger because you know, I mean, it's just uh, here's the truth. Let me do this. Can can I can can I? You want to start taking some calls together? You want to do that? Sure. All right. All right. Let's do this. I'm gonna put you on hold. The one and only Blake Olson, 303-696-1971. The good news, out of Cincinnati, where the Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin's condition, continues to improve. He's breathing, he's speaking, he's breathing unassisted. And what do you think of this week in the media? Now, what I did is I printed uh, this morning at the job, if I can find it, all the things that, all the, all the website, and every one of them, not, nothing is critical. Reactions, reactions, sports world reacts. He collapses, reactions, reactions, shock waves. Was it a shock wave? Aaron Rodgers' reaction, candid reaction to DeMar Hamlin. Bills fans react, Packers fans react. What do you think? And again, fake talk is going to claim COVID did it or COVID vax did it. For God's sake. Saturday morning, 42 will be the high today. Ski season, my son and I are going to go. We're skiing in the park. Ski season is full swing. The snow is great in Winter Park. You know what it means. It's time to visit Larson Ski and Sport. Get all your new gear for the season. You're ready to get out and have some fun. Believe me. I mean, everybody's great. Everybody's rocking. If you're a runner and you want to try snowboarding, just bring your skis back and they'll hand you a board. Whatever you need, they'll make it work. Guys at Larson Ski and Sport, take the time to get to know you, get to know the family, match you with all the right brands. You can enjoy your time on the hill. Larson's is so convenient. Stop on the way up or stop on the way home. These are big wooden buildings. You can't miss it. south of I-70 on Kipling. So you're going westbound on I-70. Get off on the Kipling ramp. Come down the ramp. Make a left. Come underneath I-70. It's a tunnel. Out the other side. Look to the west. You see a crab shack. Next to the crab shack is a big wooden building. Seven days a week. Larson Ski and Sport. Whatever you need. Absolute experts in everything you need for winter sports. These are our friends. Stop in today and tell them I sent you Larson Ski and Sport. South of I-70 on Kipling. The website is LARSONsport.com, 303-423-0654. Our lines are wide open, 303-696-1971. It speaks to the media. It speaks to, I mean, the Joe Biden phone call. How many people have had a relative that took a heart shot and COVID facts didn't cause it? But how many? Do you think Joe Biden would call your family? Joe Biden calling the family. People who ask questions are now pushed aside. Oh, it's bad stuff. So it's your turn. We'll take your calls with the one and only Blake Olson, 710 KNUS. Morning, everybody. It is 23 after the hour of 9, 923. Good morning, Saturday morning, 7 January. Actually, our first show of the new year. 710 KNUS, Denver's talk station, clearing skies, and 42 will be the high 20 tonight. Sunny tomorrow, 48. Sun and I are going to make a ski a couple of days out of it. Blake is with us. And then coming up in the 11, we'll have Joe Williams and Sandy Clough. We're talking about the NFL, the media, the reaction, and what happened. And thankfully, as we said, DeMar Hamlin is fine. Let me do this. And we have uh, jam lines. We'll go to the phones. Cowboy moving in storage. A recommended mover. Now we're past the first of the year. Everybody's starting to get it in gear. Go to cowboymoving.com. Click on customer reviews. It's incredible. All the reviews are very positive. Google ratings are real high, and it's unheard of. But they're family-owned and operated. Same family since 1968. Google provides residential commercial moves throughout Colorado. Can store your valuables as well. Cowboy Moving can do what's called load and holds. 
And basically, if you're moving to a new office, new residence, or got to move grandma, but you got to leave the current location before the new one's ready, they bring these trailers, load and holds, and they put everything in there, short-term, long-term storage, warm, dry. And then when it's time, they bring them back. Really makes Cowboy the recommended movers, the men that do the work. We worked on the job with them years ago. They give part of the move to uh, Freedom Service Dogs. I don't care if you're moving you know, grandma back or forth or you're going to work or back or you're moving a grand piano. They are the guys. Colorado's recommended movers, my friends, and call them, CowboyMoving.com, 303-789-2200, 303-789-2200, 303-789-2200 today. All right, Blake, you want to bring them up? We'll start with, of course, our, our guest, and he's one of the longtime friends of mine, Blake Olson. You want to go to Don on line one? We'll go to Don. Don, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Peter. Didn't take long for the uh, loons to come out about the uh, vaccination having an effect well, yeah, sure, on the of course. player. Could have, yeah. un, un, unbelievable. I heard some intros about some other people coming on later mentioning that, and I'm going, oh, really? Oh, so you guys are nuts. Football is a very tough sport. Remember Daryl Stingley? Oh, of course. Put him in Jack the wheelchair. Tatum. Yeah, when Jack, Jack Tatum. Jack Tatum. And, and, and I'm going to bring Blake into this as well. Blake, Blake, you remember all of that as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's it's, it's uh, branded into your brain if you grew up in the 70s like I did. And, you know, the one in Colorado that hurt everyone was, was Ed Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. At, you at at Oregon. It's a, a amazing story, and I'm sure Peter, you may have talked to his father and Ed. They're still kicking now, and uh, you know he had a serious brain injury at the University of Oregon. Played for the CU Buffs, was a star at Heritage High School, and uh, you know they didn't expect him to live long. He's been living and uh, has a great sense of humor, and it's a great story of uh, his, the love of his father and himself. And I'm, I think they've been on KNUS before, but, yeah, all these things are in my uh, – Pete Maravich, you know, Pistol Pete, uh, you know, uh, passing out at age 40, I think, in a pickup game with, with a heart attack, playing the game he loved. I mean, all these things are, are part of sport. So, uh, come back. I mean, Who is the runner, Jim Fix? Yes, yeah, yes. Yep. 51 years old. Come back to this, Don and Blake, if I, this right, if I was brought the show off. It's a contact sport. Yep. What, what, did you, what was the great line? What did you think was going to happen? I mean, these people, mm-hmm. and you remember back, it couldn't have been that long ago, Blake, I turned to you, when they would sell CDs or videos of the greatest hits and they chose yeah. you know, some guy doing a flip, almost doing a cartwheel in the air, and some other. Well, look at John Elway and that award, uh, that award-winning touchdown. Elway helicopters in, into the remember helicopters in to, for the touchdown. Now, yeah. don't you think? Well, they still they they still sell those CDs, but now they're called YouTube. They're all on YouTube. Okay, fair so, enough. I but mean, the point is, if you want to see if you want to see the greatest hits, they're every week. I mean, they're they're right there. So, and, and, you know, like a, a play like Elway's, the helicopter is just a great football play. I mean, he's up oh, yeah. in the air, it's hit hard, he's spun around, he's 38 years old at the time, and, hey, that's, and he loved it. <laughs> or, I just actually, I gave the book to Brother Jeff on Thursday, uh, the book about Ali, and it's called, you know, Killing, Killing the Champions or something. It's really well put together. It isn't, oh, Riley just puts his name on it, but it's, it's really good stuff. And he goes to the thriller in Manila. And it's one of my favorite stories to read. And I told you guys, probably the, one of the greatest fight books is called uh, Ghost of Manila. 
And they counted, they counted how many times Muhammad was hit in that fight 440 times in the face. Wow. Think, Seriously. About, think about that. Yeah. So I grew up in Lincoln watching the Cornhuskers back in the 60s and 70s, and those guys were pretty big. I was at a Chiefs and Bronco game on the sideline quite a few years ago, and there was Elvis Gerbach, and he was huge. And Marcus Allen is standing there in a suit talking to somebody. I'm going, God, that guy's big. I wouldn't want oh, to try to tackle him. I don't know if people really realize the size of these guys, and then you get them going at speed, and then you got some of the smaller guys back there, some of the corners, safeties, people like that. Well, I mean, really, what do you expect? It's like, well, that, you know, that, that was my question. A train or a truck. Yeah, that's my question. Well, it, I mean, it, if it, DeMar, it, it, DeMar, take a risk. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin, and we keep saying, but the good news out of Cincinnati is the good news. But, and it was, as somebody saying this, the government from the wall, it was a routine hit. It would have it never, it would, and the guy goes on to say, and this is really smart, thank you, it would have never have made the greatest hits um, real. Yeah, of it, he got up. Oh, he stood up. He popped right up. You know. No. Uh, I mean, actually, you know, the, the the conversation came up, and I'm sorry, Don, but uh, the conversation came up this week. You know, about the receiver and putting blame on him. Oh yeah. All he did oh, he got death threats. Lower, lower his shoulder and get Brothers. on the field. I mean, it was it was just a, a Brother, football. He, play. he he got death threatened. That's they better change it to flag. That, huh. Just go flag yeah. football. Well, that no. proves my that proves my point that NFL fans are some of the dumbest fans on the well, planet Earth. <laughs> Start it up now, right? We're gonna jump. You ready, Blake? <laughs> uh, bring, thanks, thanks, Bubba. Let's go to Tom, line two. Two lines are open, 303-696-1971. Tom, you're on the air, the one and only Blake Olson, Peter Boyles. Good morning. Oh, we lost him. Good morning. Three oh three we got him? Yeah, all right. Go, go ahead, Tom. Hey, I was listening to Woody Page interview Carl Shear long oh, years wow. ago. Yeah. And Woody yeah. asked Carl some kind of a question. I don't even know what the question was, but the answer just shocked me. Carl said, we're competing for the entertainment dollar. You bet. So we have to put good product on the court. And I, all of a sudden, it clicked in that all these rubes like me are out there. We all have a certain amount of money, not for food, not for heat, not for shelter, but purely to spend on entertainment. And there's millions of us out there, and there are people that are competing to get their hands on that money any way they can think of to do it. There's the movies, there's the TV, there's, you know... Uh, board games, there's all kinds of things for entertainment, and 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 Carl realized that the that the Nuggets operation and the NBA in general was competing to get their hands on a chunk of that money, yeah. and the way to do it was put good product on the court. In other words, those players were they were product. That's that's that's. Well, oh, you remember. What they, you remember what was the guy's name? Maybe Gross. you guys can help me. That owned the Washington Redskins. He was horrible. Um, come on, Daniel Snyder. Or? No, no. But the way back, old gray-haired guy married a young woman. She was horrible. Oh. Uh, say his name. Yep. I'm I'm trying to remember. And, it, it'll it'll come yeah. to me. But she did an Dan, interview. Andy so, and the Hitman are coming in. Yeah, they'll know. Yeah, they already they're already, they're <laughs> yelling at their. Te- they're, they're, 
They're young with the radio. <laughs> right? What do you say? I didn't, I didn't pick that up. But right. Preston Marshall, no, I think it might have even been before him, but he had this really hot showgirl wife, and she said, uh, I, so he had a three-name thing. Three, come on, it'll come to me. But he said, well, you know, somebody asked him what happens when her players get hurt, and he said, she said, well, it's just like one of our racehorses when they hurt their leg. And I went, ooh, but she, um, Jack Kent Cook just came to me. Jack Kent Jack Cook. Jack Kent Cook. Hey. And remember Marge Shot. There is a beauty. And we got a chance right. um, for the folks on the phone uh, on the, on the, that listen to Deborah Flora. I had an evening with her husband, Jonathan, that's over the moon. And he worked for all of that stuff. So I'm going to get him in here. To do oh, it. wow. Oh, he's great. And he worked for Vince McMahon in, in the WWF. Yeah. And so and he's an incredible guy, just a great guy. But the point of it is, you're right. And I read Pete Rosell's book. And they said, you know, like, what is your? here's one for you guys. What do you think Roselle said his biggest regret was as commissioner? I don't know. It was playing the, playing the Super Bowl after JFK. Playing the Sunday. The playing the Sunday. Oh, no, the it wasn't Sunday, the Super Bowl. The Sunday after. And, yeah. and he greenlit the Redskins to play. I forget who they played. But the nations in mourning, Kennedy was killed on a, a Thursday, I think. The 23rd was a Thursday. And he played football. And he's, that was, of right. everything that happened, that was his biggest regret. I right. just wanted well, to he say. Did, he did pretty well then. Oh, yeah. Can you guys still hear me? Go ahead. Ever since I heard Carl Scher make that comment, it's changed my perspective on, on sports. I mean, I watch it all the time. But, you know, I'm just not quite so involved with, you know, my Denver Broncos and mm. things like that anymore because I realized, hey, this is just entertainment. I'm just passing the time of day watching this stuff. And uh, there's can I ask more- Can I ask you, Tom, my premier question of the morning? And I hit Blake with it out of the box. If that were the Super Bowl, would they have stopped the game? If it were a championship game to determine who was going to the Super Bowl, would they have stopped it? How much money's on the line? Betting money's up. I mean, how much they were charging for spots? Would they have stopped the Super Bowl? I, you know, I can't, can't honestly answer. No, that. I mean, best, I, I mean, best guess it. I mean, it's okay. It's cool. Yeah, but the more important the one side is, the more likely the uh, outcome is going to go in that direction. So, the higher the stakes, the more likely they would have been to, to mm-hmm. play the game. Blake. Uh, Let's come back to Blake. Blake, you said it earlier. Do it again. What do you think would have happened had it been the Super Bowl or a championship? I think they would have postponed it uh, for three, four, five hours until they found out the condition of the player. And they'd have come back. And they, they would have come back yeah. and played. See, I, I think so. I think so. But however, I mean, once again, the condition of the player. They don't have a game next week. I think a lot of it had to do uh, Monday night, obviously you couldn't play that game, but all they're thinking about, their minds are thinking about, okay, there's another week in the regular season. They have to give the players their day off. Practice Think- starts on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Have to prepare for the next week, wrap up the season, get ready for the play. I mean, that's that's what, what's as, going through their minds. As mercenary, so, as, mer- uh, as mercenary as I am, ready for a pause, I think they'd have played. You think so? Yep. Yep. Okay, I, I think there's a good chance of that also. Yeah, they would have played. Um, 
And again, it's but this was, that was unique, Bill. They saw, you know, they were administering CPR. They were watching it. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, we've seen that video of him dropping. I think I probably saw it fifteen times. But the point I'm making, when and it's a money game. I mean, I love what the caller's saying. It's a money game. Mm-hmm. And why? Oh do you, no, he, he's right. Why? I mean, why? Game. That's why I don't. I don't get wrapped up in teams. No. Uh, employees that's all but, they don't they don't but, i mean look how much money those waltons paid you think yeah. you, you think they did that out of the goodness of their hearts because i did a column about what's going to happen they're going to you know they've already marked the fans they marked them before like wrestling their marks they're going to get a new stadium they're going to they get it all i mean they'll get their dough right. back don't worry to uh to the right. caller wonderful call man we're really really well thought out blakey man hang on bubba man i got to take a turnaround. 710 Kane, U.S., we're talking about uh, DeMar Hamlin breathing again, speaking on his own. But the reaction this week, I mean, Joe Biden making the phone call. I mean, you know, <laughs> come on, Joe. Um, you know, th- you think if your dad or your granddad got zapped and went down that Joe would call the house and say, hey, we're just thinking of you. David Ellis, I spoke to David this morning coming into work. You heard me telling you and talking about taking valuables to David Ellis Jewelry to get the fortune of cash. In fact... David throws these great Christmas Eve parties, and my, I took my son, my son and I, and uh, as Patrice went, and uh, the big guy went, and it was like, it was the best food. And David's the man. Tucked all these things are tucked away in your in your home. That's true. And share the other reason to see David, just in case you don't have a Rolex, a rare coin, or a silver tea set. But maybe you didn't get what you wanted for the holidays. You want to sell it. That's even even worse. But David will do it. All your most meaningful gift-giving occasions, David Ellis Jewelers, just the right item, just the right price, special people that mean the most, an antique watch, an emerald pennant, gold necklace, uh, diamond rings, the trusted jeweler has been buying precious metals and antiques in Colorado. For I've, I've represented David for 23 years, 24 years. Precious metals, antiques, he's the man. Visit David Ellis Jewelers to see for yourself. He's there. He's talked to him this morning. The black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Explore davidellisjewelry.com. Call my friend David Ellis, 303-322-8779. Or just better yet, park and walk in. You'll go to his website. 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Walk in. He's my guy. davidellisjewelry.com, 303-322-8779. Leonard, Leonard Skinner, 943-17 before the hour makes you think about Sturgis. It's going to be clearing skies in 42 on a Saturday, 20 tonight, 48 tomorrow, and 50 on Monday. 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. Good to have everybody here. We're talking about, and the, the predicator is DeMar Hamlin is his that hit on Monday Night Football. But as we say, the good news out of Cincinnati where the bill's safety is in good condition, apparently improving, coming off the breathing tube, he's speaking, he's breathing unassisted, and it goes from there. But it's the reaction to it. We'll go to the phones. We've got a great guest. Lines are jammed. When things break and don't work, my friend Brad Apple, time, plumbing, heating, and electric for all your service needs. We took a cold shot, and we're going to take more. It's a best, easy-to-remember number for all your needs, 303 Plumber. Just write it you know, write it on the wall. Denver natives, Brad, and, and, and this is a wonderful story. Brad and Judy Apple own time, plumbing, heating, and electric, licensed since 1983. And if your furnace is getting old, it's not heating like it used to. Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric can clean and service, service your furnace. Right now, the deal is 69 bucks. Now, beautiful day today, 42 48 and then 50 and But you know it's going to snap. 
and your furnace is getting old, it's not heating like it used to, time, plumbing, heating, and electric, can clean and service your furnace for 69 bucks. It's normally 120 Your furnace is getting old. It's not heating like it used to. You found that out the hard way. Time, plumbing, heating, and electric has a blowout special on furnace replacement this month. Get $2,000 off standard pricing for ream or carrier furnace replacements. They offer financing starting as only 62 bucks a month for a new furnace. Your old one will recycle. They'll take it out recycle it. Simply dial the easy number to remember, 303-PLUMBER. Mention me, the furnace special. Get two Gs off of a furnace replacement this month. Remember the number. These are our friends, 303-PLUMBER. Go to 303-PLUMBER.com. The man with a plan, longtime sports guy and a good friend of mine, Blake Olson, is anchoring this end. We have jam lines and coming up in the 11 o'clock for a drop with Joe Williams and then Sandy Clough. So uh, before we go back to the phones, Blake, do a recap on where do you think this is right now? Um, I, you know, I, it's a, it was a tragedy and now it's, you know, you could say it's a miracle. Thank God. And it's a blessing that Hamlin is alive and there are going to be, uh, some scheduling implications possibly for the Bengals in the playoffs. Uh, but everything uh, goes according to plan now. And I think people obviously today are going to be watching NFL football. They're going to be rooting on their teams and like next man up. Uh, but this re- the, the, you know, the reaction. Thankfully, he's okay. Yeah. I mean, every, because I'm kind of semi-retired, and so every morning news show this week, and this is really what triggered me wanting to do this show, um, the, the country doesn't have a speaker. You know, all these things are going on. But we, we, we lead with DeMar Hamlin. And everybody wants to get a, a hunk of it, including President Biden. Um, I don't know what we do. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, go, Blake, go to Ralph, please. I think he waited longest. Hey, Ralph, thanks, man. You're on the radio show. Good morning. Uh, hi, Pete. I, and I think uh, I'm a big auto racing guy. And I'll never forget this. In one of the books I have about Grand Prix racing, I had this classic photo of two Ferraris, one, two. And this young kid in the second car was had his head completely turned, yep. looking at the side of the track. There was a burning car. Yep. And after the, and the veteran was straight ahead. His eyes weren't, you could see his helmet completely straight ahead. And after, afterwards, they asked him, what do you think? And he said, when I see an accident, I go faster because I know most of the drivers will slow up. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, it's the mindset. You're, you know, we're, I mentioned yeah. automobile racing earlier. Uh, Bobby Heenan, the legendary wrestling manager and was my mentor. Bobby said this. And we're talking about who comes to wrestling and why they come. And they, they, it was a great psychology. And he said, you don't get it. He said, people go to automobile races to see the wrecks. Do you buy that? It used to. I, because yeah. I've been following closely, Pete. Uh, maybe some of them do. I, I agree with that, but not all of them. Most of them come to see a good race. NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR. You asked, you, asked, you asked about the Super Bowl thing. Indianapolis 500, many times they've had, when the race starts, big crashes. I remember when Dave McDonald mm-hmm. was killed, and I think about Eddie Sachs. They cleaned up the track. Boom. It was a horrible yeah. start, but the went on. You bet. What was the, the yeah. legendary guy's last name was Vukovic when I used to follow uh, Indy 500 Billy, race? Bill Vukovic. 
Yeah, Bill Vukovic. Bill Vukovic. <laughs> and he went over yeah. the he went over the wall or something. They ke- yeah. they kept going. Um, they do that, and you know, it's a lot safer than you. But you follow. Remember, Davy Allison was killed in a helicopter. Oh, absolutely. And other drivers, and Donnie, and but we haven't even it met, goes on. In, yeah, we haven't even mentioned drag racing. Yeah, and they burn right. up, and I mean, there's a certain kind of there's a certain kind of a person, and you know, and and, and again, Blake Olson was alluding to it, and I remember meeting those guys, um, and they said they don't you don't get it. He said we do it for free, and you just pay us. Yeah, I remember meeting you at the first uh, IndyCar race in, in really in oh, Denver. I was all over that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was great. When we were when I we were kids, when we were kids. There was a, a dirt track outside of Pittsburgh called Heidelberg, Heidelberg Raceway, and we would go. I mean, we you know by hook or by crook, Saturday night to watch the races. And I missed the week. There was a guy that was killed. He was killed at Heidelberg, and they kept they kept racing. Yeah, it almost must been, go on. Oh yeah, like oh, sure. I said, it's a lot. Safer now, but uh, the mindset of the athlete—I never forget that quote. When I see an accident, I go faster. Yeah, no, and uh, I love it. It's a great story. All right, thank you. Thank, thank you. Very good call. Let's go again. Let's go to Steve for the first time. Lines are open three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Steve, thank you. Good morning. You're on the show. Good morning, Peter. Can hey, you hear me? Yes, sir. So just want to, you know, this anti-vax group, there's a basketball player, John Stockton, that played with the Utah Jazz, and he's saying that a 1,000 athletes have died because of the vaccine. It's not true. You, know, you get it locally and all that. Yeah, sure. And then just wanted to highlight a couple of players. Mike Webster, who played for the Steelers. Oh, sure. Uh you know, late in his life, he he was homeless. He was violent. Lived under a bridge. You know, he lived under the bridge. Lived yeah. under a bridge. He did. Yeah. And a guy, and Jim McMahon, yep. who played for the Bears, oh. quarterback. Uh, these guys, late in life, you know, they reach a point where their family can't even be around them. Well, that's, I mean, we brought up Ali, you know. Um, and this, I, I gave the book to Brother Jeff on Thursday, but... And it spends. It's about Elvis Ali and uh, John Lennon, and it's and um, I'm a huge I'm a huge Ali fan. I really am, and I'm a greater fan yeah. of Ali than I am the other two. But he got hit. I was amazed. I said to Jeffy, I said he got hit in the face four by Joe Frazier, <laughs> and not like getting hit in the face by me. He got hit in the face by Joe Frazier. <laughs> that had to be the, that had to be one of the one of the one of the oh, most great bloody fights oh, ever in Manila. Great fight, and that's that heart where, and I've read about the end of it many 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 times. But Muhammad is telling, and and after that, um, Freddie Pacheco never went back in the corner for him. He would never corner him again, and he's got his hands on and he, after that fight because he and he said cut him off, cut him off, you know, cut the gloves off. I can't go, and on the other corner. Is Eddie Futch, and, and and Joe wants to go, and Eddie Futch is the one saying no, and Eddie Futch is the one that threw in the towel, but they Eddie Muhammad's asking, and then, um, uh, Ferdy talked to him and said that's it, 
And, and there's this wonderful book that I plug. It's called Ghost of Manila. And Muhammad said, me and Joe went to Manila Champions, and we both came home ghosts. Let, let me ask you this. Sure. Do you, do, you think, do you think that after that fight, neither Ali nor Joe were ever the same? Ever the same. Ever the same. Yeah. And well, you, take, you guys take care. I love Bye-bye. you, man. Great call. Um, we got time Thank for we one more. Let's go to Nick. We, it's uh, about seven before the hour. Nick, you're on a radio show. Blake will stay, and then the Hitman's coming up, and Sandy's coming up. Hey, Nick, your thoughts? Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the problem is, is that uh, life is risky business. And just to give you an anecdote, the oldest football rivalry in this country is Yale-Harvard. Mm-hmm. And the game got so violent TR in the 1880s, it. 1890s, yeah. that a couple people died. TR stopped and, it. Yeah, and Theodore also called in the captains for both teams and said, you need to come up with some some rules so we stop this yeah, stuff. Well, yeah. And they had to come up with some rules. I think the flying wedge, and then yeah. I, I read the TR's book about that, and the guys, you can tell me, Blake, you can tell me, that they'd have handles on the sides of the halfbacks' uh, playing tr- trunks or pants, and these guys would grab that's the handles true. and toss them. Is that true, Blake? Yeah, that's true. And, uh, I mean, we... Uh, we actually, and they still run a form of it today, the wedge. I mean, we did that in high school and in college. And, I mean, you still run forms of it today. I mean, no, you're exactly right. I mean, it was it was violent, man. I mean, it was just like life. I mean, it was, yeah. it was cold, cold-blooded, blue-collar, black and blue. And, and uh, the photos of the, uh, of the early 1900s, late 1800s, and all those games are just fascinating to me. Hey, to the, it's incredible. To the caller, to Nick, the caller, do you think they would have stopped the Super Bowl and not played it if somebody, you know, again, as my grandma would say, God forbid, in their first part of the game would have gone down like that and it's the Super Bowl or one of the championship games leading. How much money's on the line? It's a staggering. Do you think they'd have, do you think they'd have stopped playing? No. Me neither. That's now, if somebody, if somebody died, that's Even different, but but, but then, if it was just a right. serious injury, no. I'll tell you something about skiing. Nobody ever dies on the mountain. You die at the base. That's not true. You die, no, Some you, people no, have no, died. I understand that. But in the official reports, they die in the hospital at the base. Okay. Right. They, they don't want to. They don't want. They, I'm serious. Like they don't want to put up the yellow tape, you know, on this really nice yeah. black run, you know. <laughs> put a big, big oh. cross on the line. Oh yeah. On the yeah. And right. actually, actually, Peter, I think that's what they were thinking on Monday night. Honestly, I you I know think that's what everyone was thinking. So come full circle. And by the way, I mean, I wrote this down on my worksheet. Would Joe Biden call your family if something happened to your dad? <laughs> no, 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 no. He definitely wouldn't no. call my dad. <laughs> no. But how, how phony do you think that phone call was by Joe Biden? Uh, opportunist. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the politician. Absolutely. <laughs> Pop culture and... Uh, and it's on it's on two major networks. That's the thing about this this whole uh, what could have been a tragedy. It was on two networks at the same time. We've never seen that. Oh, yeah. You know where whereas you know Stingley was on uh, probably local networks, oh, yeah, sure. affiliate. Um, and I mean, you just... know, Hank Gathers was on the highlights. You know, now, ask they, the ask the ask, ask the Broncos how many how many national shows they're going to be on next year. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, Nick, thank you. Wonderful call. Uh, brother, man, I'm going to keep you into the next hour. And lines are open, 303-696-1971.
and I'm sure you're as sick of hearing who the next Speaker of the House will be as I am. And DeMar Hamlin is breathing, speaking on his own. That is the good news out of Cincinnati. But the reaction has been amazing. This is a contact sport. Let's get your calls in. And then I mentioned, you know, the highlight, the hitman, Joe Williams and Sandy Clough will join us in 11. Hold on your hats. We are Radio Free Denver, good old 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.